You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Vendo Podcast. Um, you have here today Michelle Long again with our wonderful Geffen. Um, and I am a Walmart marketing specialist. And I'll let Geffen introduce himself. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, on the platform media buyer here at Vendo. Uh, I oversee uh, the Amazon advertising. And with Michelle, we both dive into some Walmart advertising as well, uh, as always with the PackView tool. Um, so Michelle, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to kind of do a little bit of a refresher on what WPAs are on Walmart and where they live on site. Um, and then we're just going to kind of dive into what's happening this year for WPAs and PackView in general and what's happening on Walmart.com. Some exciting stuff coming down the pipe. All right. Go for it, Michelle. Awesome. So I'm actually going to share my screen first because I just think it's always good to have a visual. We are looking at the coffee search term. And I always like to show this one to clients just because it is a super competitive space. Um, and it kind of gives you an overview of what WMG can do, which is the Walmart Media Group, and then also what we're able to do on our advertising portal pack view. Um, so just to start right here, you can see a huge banner ad, um, and this is all going to be run through Walmart Media Group, talking high spend dollars right here. And then as we scroll down the page, of course, we have a brand amplifier. Dunkin' Donuts is just all over this. Um, definitely putting some spin behind here. Um, and brand amplifiers will hit on in just a little bit too. So keep that one in the back of your mind. Michelle, is that also uh, WMG? Yeah. So right now, both of these are fully WMG. We have no control over them through sponsored products. Got it. Yep. And then as we go down, of course, we've got our two sponsored product spots at the top of the page. Um, sorry. Oh, man. I am really struggling today. And so we have our sponsored products right here at the top. And then Walmart actually opened up a few months ago um, down the page. So we see right here, we've got another one and they just kind of trickle down as you go. So community coffee right here and then a few more scattered throughout. So getting a little closer to how we see on an Amazon search term page where they're scattered down. And then in terms of bidding, your top bids, of course, are going to win these top two placements. So just kind of reminding everyone where they live on the search terms and then diving into the product display page as well. So through PackView and through Walmart performance ads, we're actually able to target this buy box location as well. Um, and right now that is specifically through auto campaigns. And then as we scroll down the PDP, down here right by customer comments and reviews. And we all know how important reviews are on walmart.com. Um, we have the sponsored product carousel as well. So definitely stepping up, moving towards Amazon where we're getting a lot more advertising spots scattered throughout the page. And so just a quick little refresher on where they live. And um, that's just where I wanted to start, um, but just going from there, um, one of the major updates that we're seeing this year is the brand amplifier. So where I show the Dunkin' Donuts, um, they have their little ads right up at the top below the banner. That is actually going to be moving into the PackView um, self-service portal this year. And we're nice. going to happen in Q2. Nice. 
So for those of you that probably can realize off the bat, uh, Walmart's starting to look a lot like Amazon. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's, that's really what they've been going for. Um, you know, I think on a couple of our initial podcasts, we talked about how Walmart's catching up and we know that they want to catch up fast because they realize the revenue stream that can come from uh, running effective ads. Um, and I know that, you know, Michelle can talk a little bit more about this, but um, as you guys can see, just on, the, on that homepage, we're talking about banners now that are regular. We're talking about various sponsored product slots. I mean, when... Uh, I started running PackView with Michelle way back when, um, which by the way was like six months ago. But um, <laughs> there were like only two slots on the page, and those slots weren't even guaranteed. Some some pages had one slot, some pages had them in very weird places. Some pages had both. Some pages had both of them on page one, and both of them on the on the top row of page one. Um, so it's nice to see that Walmart has been evolving uh, in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that keeping up to up to speed. Yeah, and I thought another um, interesting thing was Walmart has almost bracketed up the first page, and I know we see that on Amazon too, where they're focusing on they want two sponsored product spots to be like within the first 12 tiles, and then they have it to where it's like 13 through 20, there's going to be two more, and then so on, but they're only having six sponsored product spots per page right now, so I thought that was an interesting call out that we got from PackView. And then just to kind of go off of that, Gethin, I wanted to pick your brain on how you think the brand amplifiers are going to change the space. I know you've been doing display ads on Amazon for a while now. Yeah. So are the brand amplifiers just on page one, like, like just on the search or do they enter the brand uh, or the product pages as well? Uh, for what I've heard, it's just going to be on search this year. I'm not sure what yeah. have coming down the pipe. So those almost seemed if they were like, almost like the headline search ads that are on Amazon. Um, and uh, we, we've, had, we've had some very interesting experiences with headline search ads. I know that we've, on this podcast, we've talked about how um, properly run headline search ads can increase the efficacy of sponsored product ads by up to 16%. Um, uh, and I would imagine that if, if your ads are run correctly, so if you have a cohesive effort where you've got the brand amplifier and you've got the sponsored products on the top of the page, um, you are conveying authority in this space. So it was very clear that even if you took that huge banner off of the top, uh, Duncan was really uh, conveying authority in that space. Um, and when that happens, customers are more likely to click on your product. Um, and if you think about it logically, you know, with that brand amplifier and both sponsored product slots, you've got you've got five listings up there plus right. your organic one potentially plus three of your organic ones right so you're you are literally paying to have more listings up there um and when done correctly with a relevant audience and as we've talked about as well on this podcast which is proper testing making sure that things convert well on sponsored products before leaning into uh the brand amplifier um you could see some some very strong results so i'd say are they gonna, do they have the same objective as Amazon sponsored brands? We're gonna wait and see only because, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I would assume they don't lead to a brand store of any sorts. Um, they just lead to the product listing pages. That is not that something that I know yet. Um, hopefully we'll have some more details around that. Um, just right now, I know that it's gonna be promoting those items right up there at the top. 
Yeah, so Amazon's been very adamant uh, about the brand store. So maybe the objectives might be a little bit different on the back end level, but as a seller, you should be looking at them the same way, which is that's three free placements, free, but that's three placements right there that yeah. if you convert well enough, then it's basically free. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of building off of that, um, starting on March 1st, um, and Geffen, this might be news to you, we are actually going to be able to bid on search terms for online pickup and delivery, which is going to be a huge news to me. Yeah. That is very nice. For our grocery brands, just all of our brands in general, right? Because we know OPD has just skyrocketed this year, especially with COVID. Um, and I think what we're going to see is Walmart continues to roll out things with the OPD launch, especially, um, I see that we have that rolling out and then Q2, we're expected to have the brand amplifiers roll out. And then on top of that, we're expected to have the negative keyword targeting to roll out as well. So- Are you gonna be able to run all three of those through PackView, including yes. OPD? Nice, nice. Yep. Yeah, and that's the- that's that's huge because Amazon Grocery doesn't have that. Absolutely. Um, uh, all right, sorry, Amazon Fresh. Uh, they, don't, they don't have that. Um, at least they don't have that uh, on regular sponsored products, there might be a feature on DSP that might allow you to target those customers, um, but uh, but you can't specifically look for uh, attribution for online pickup and delivery uh, on Amazon Fresh, which is Whole Foods. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what I thought was a major takeaway too is that advertisers aren't going to have to make any changes. Our ads will literally just start serving on March first to online pickup and delivery. So no added work on our end, but on the back end, I'm sure there's a lot going on there. For sure, for sure. All right, what do we got next? Oh, well, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the negative keyword targeting piece. Oh yeah. Add into just because I know that's gonna help overall optimizations and how you've seen um, negative keyword targeting help on Amazon. Yeah, sure. So we did uh, a few segments ago, we did a pretty detailed negative product targeting and uh, uh, session. And, and, and part of that was to talk about negative keyword targeting and what kind of some of the strategy is behind that. Um, it's kind of a confusing concept for people who are new to the advertising world and the PPC world. Why would you tell a platform to not show your ads for a <laughs> keyword? Well, because you've wasted a ton of money on them. Right. Uh, you've gone and you've spent, you know, a hundred or a thousand dollars on a keyword, hopefully not a thousand, but you spent a hundred bucks on a keyword and you, um, and you haven't had a single conversion. Um, so you tell the platform to never show your product on that keyword again. Um, now what's interesting is, um, you know, Amazon has so much data. So most of the, most of the, uh, uh, search terms that you're going to be playing in, um, those are going to have thousands and hundreds of thousands of impressions. Um, Walmart has that, but not nearly as many. Um, so I'd say right. the biggest challenge that I foresee with Walmart negative targeting in the near future, obviously in hopefully a couple of years, uh, it, it's going to be much more robust as far as search volume goes. Uh, but in the near future, um, you're gonna to have to make a little bit of, a, of an uh, executive decision early on where you might not have as much data on clicks or traffic that Amazon is providing you. And if you're a small business, that's gonna to need to kind of make some decisions as to where you wanna spend every hard earned dollar. It's gonna be 
um, about which keywords are converting the best. And you know what? Some of those keywords might only have five clicks. And, uh, and, and, but my, our recommendation always is at least 10. Just get to 10 clicks because at that point you can say, all right, well, 10 clicks, if I've converted once, I, I roughly have a 10% conversion rate. Um, and if I've converted four or five times, then we're not even gonna talk about negative targeting. Um, as far as the Pathview platform goes, is that currently live? The, no. uh, the negative targeting? Nope, it is all, so all three of these are expected to be Q2, Q3 of this year. Q2, Q3, okay. Um, yeah, I'd say that that's gonna be a big development because you can now start cutting because it, it almost doesn't pay. I mean, it does a little bit more, but Michelle, you can speak a little more to this, but it doesn't pay as much to do exact targeting or phrase targeting on Walmart because, because you want to be involved in as many searches as possible because there's less search volume. Right. Um, so broad is really good, but broad, the downside to broad is you're being shown for keywords that you don't want to be shown for. Yeah. Um, you know, Absolutely. you could be, yeah, you could be a tennis racket and you could be red and someone could type in blue tennis racket and never buy your product because they want a blue tennis racket. Um, so you can tell Walmart to never show your product for blue because you're red. Right. And that's kind of what I, my um, thought process too was when we found out about the negative targeting was because we do have to take the cast a very large net strategy, just like you're saying, because our search volume is so much smaller that it really will help us optimize as a whole, just like for the toy category, for example, you know, maybe we have a STEM toy and we don't want it to show up on remote control cars or something like that. So just being able to get a little more granular, but not um, cutting ourselves off from casting a super large net. Yep, absolutely. Um, I think that that's going to be a, a, a very good tool. Um, and hopefully they're going to expand it too into negative product targeting, which is something that we've talked a lot in this podcast about, um, which is uh, a very effective tool because what brands don't realize a lot of the time and I don't know if it's the same on Walmart, but on Amazon, what brands don't necessarily realize a lot of the time is that even if you don't have product targeting campaigns going, Amazon and potentially Walmart still targets other products for you. Um, and that can be through an auto or even sometimes a manual campaign. Um, and if you take in your, if, if you download your search term report, you filter out for ASINs, um, you're going to see potentially hundreds, definitely dozens of ASINs that you didn't even know you were targeting. Um, and sometimes it could be good. Sometimes it could be bad, but the same thing happens for keywords. And you just want to make sure that you're able to tell the platform not to show your product for those, uh, poorly converting terms. Yeah, for sure. And I know that right now we don't have the luxury of doing product targeting on Walmart, but with us being able to use the auto campaigns to target that buy box spot, what I have seen is, um, especially since we have the placement bid multiplier, if you have an item where you know it has a ton of reviews, the content's great, you know the conversion rate is high, putting that little bit of a bid multiplier on there and really winning that buy box spot, we've seen some really good success there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that's good to hear um, that Walmart's doing that. Um, are there any other features coming down the pipeline? No, those are the main ones. I think I'm most excited to see um, how the online pickup and delivery searching grid is going to change 
I mean, it's definitely going to change the grocery world, right? Because right now, the pushback for all of our grocery brands is how often is someone searching for their groceries on walmart.com? We know they're probably searching on online pickup and delivery, right? So with us being able to come into that space and really target there is new brands to come up and they really want to drive brand awareness as a whole. So very excited to see that roll out on March 1st. Is that a separate, is like online pickup and delivery a separate sub-platform? So like if I were to go, okay, so the, the way it works for Amazon is, is, is kind of interesting, actually. It's kind of, it's, it kind of sucks for a lot of brands. Um, so you can go to uh, Amazon Fresh and you can type in, you know, whichever products or product types you want, and you can kind of browse there. But a lot of times in the grocery category, if you type in something like keto bars, for instance, um, you're going to see uh, individualized whole foods bars that are showing up and people can put them into things like prime pantry and people can put them into things like uh, pickup and delivery for um, Amazon fresh. And when that happens, um, you're competing with whole foods and you're competing on the same platform with another platform that isn't necessarily as profit driven as you are, um, or more importantly, as margin driven as you are. And a lot of brands have, have, have some trouble. So if you're in that situation where you're, um, where you find yourself going up against some, uh, you know, some whole foods listings, even though you're on the regular Amazon platform, um, branching out and going into long tailed keywords is a good way to avert that. Um, you know, if you get people typing in something super brand, bland, like uh, peanut butter, um, these are people that don't really care about, you know, super niche brand loyalty. They want brand authority and they yeah. want brand um, and they want ease. That's why they, they're, they're, you know, typing in just a simple term like peanut butter. So if you branch out to uh, organic crunchy peanut butter, or if you are organic, um, or, uh, you know, even something like crunchy peanut butter, or it's, it's just a little more specific and a little more, more driven. Um, and, and you'll find that people are a little bit more receptive to not purchasing from Whole Foods. The plus side to Whole Foods listings being on there is you can't just order one bar. It's just, you're not, you're not going to do that. So if people are interested in ordering a specialty item for themselves, um, it still has to be from a seller. So that's a plus. Uh, you have to put into a prime, prime pantry or an uh, Amazon fresh bag. So that's pretty much why it's, uh, it's kind of much better to go into long tailed. And that's probably the only silver lining around uh, getting put up next to a much cheaper product from Whole Foods. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excited to see how everything irons out. And then of course, how they implement the brand amplifiers on um, OPD as well, because we don't see a lot of them on those pages right now. So really excited to see what we end up with in 2021 since it's the beginning and we're already having all these new rollouts. Yep, definitely. Um, well, okay, that's all for me, Michelle. Do you have anything else on the agenda? Or are we good to go? No, we're good to go. That's all I wanted to cover. 
All right. Well, everyone, listen, thank you so much for joining on uh, another episode of the Vendo podcast. This time we covered a little bit more uh, about Walmart. Um, but, you know, as, as, as Walmart grows and as Walmart expands, it's going to become ever more important as part of the omni-channel approach. Um, and luckily, we have a blueprint on Amazon as to what needs to happen um, on Walmart. And Walmart is basically following that to the T. So, um, so all the expertise that we had from Amazon, all the expertise that we've been having on Walmart, that's expanding into PackView. Um, and, uh, and we'll always plug them because we've been very happy with their, with their service. And I know Michelle works uh, day in and day out in their platform. Um, and so as they grow, we grow. Uh, and yeah, here's to uh, selling more. Here's to selling more. All right, Michelle, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me, Geffen. <laughs>